Hello, I'm Tanya. Sarah and I spoke with Finn at his family home. Our youngest neighbour in this series, Finn's schedule highlights the busyness of a teenage life in 2017. Finn shows us how some things change and some things stay the same. So get cracking on your household chores while you listen to this podcast and a song from his new EP. And let's meet the neighbours. So what would your daily routine be? On a school day? Yeah. Oh, well, I wake up as late as I can get away with, usually. Because, I mean, I always make these I always make these pipe dreams at the side of each term. I'll be like, okay, I'll get up at six every day. You know, and then, uh, and then as soon as it starts getting cold, I get up at six. I'm like, harder and harder, isn't it? It just gets, yeah, exactly. So I probably get up around seven most of the time. And then shower, breakfast... I make my lunch, but see, making lunch is a bit of an issue for me because, uh, <laughs> like, I can't bring myself just to bring a sandwich, which means that I'd have something interesting because I just, I think it's just from primary school, just Vegemite sandwiches every day. It's just like, now I, I can't eat them, you know? But it's so much quicker to cycle than it is to catch the bus. Uh, yeah, so school starts at 8.30. On Mondays, I finish at about 10, I finish at 10 past 2. And then Tuesdays, it's 3.10. Wednesdays again 310 Thursdays and Fridays are both 230 but I have after school both Thursdays and Fridays until 430 at the school yeah because John Curtin's a selective school you have to do extra um tutorial time and like some people do some my sister does ballet and she does on the weekends but so my time is after school so I have to stay an extra two hours on either Thursday or Friday but most of the time I do both because the project I'm doing at the moment is really, really time consuming. Lots of small canvases, all um, pen and ink draw, but it's loads of, it's all directional motion stuff, which means it takes forever to actually, I mean, there's going to be 25 canvases, I don't know, maybe 15 by 15 size centimetres, which means that they, they just take a while. And I was worried that I wasn't going to get through them all. So I have to do both, so I end up going both days most of the time. So they have to be finished by the time you finish? Yeah, they have to be finished by a few weeks before school finishes. Yeah. And did you go to Beaconsfield Primary? Oh yeah, I went to Beaky. That's a big, good place. And so a lot of the kids you went to primary school with are at Dunkirkton too? Yeah, we had a massive cohort actually, probably, I think it's probably a lot, I think it's the largest by a fair margin. Of, like we had the largest percentage of kids going to John Curtin from Beaconsfield, which is um, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it meant, that, it meant that I started school already with 10 or 15 good friends, which is cool. So an easy transition. A very easy transition. But I mean, I've never been the kind of, I mean, I was never really going to find a difficult transition because, I mean, when I went, went to England, because I went to school in England for eight or nine months when I was 11 or something, and that wasn't a hard transition at all. So it's the same kind of thing. And what... Took you to England, or your family? Uh, yeah, I mean, because my whole family from there, we just went there for a year because we got a house in France, like uh, my granddad built years ago, and we kind of so we, we kind of went there for we stayed there for a few months. Oh, yeah, we stayed there for for a month and then headed back to England, and I went to school there for eight or nine months. I didn't do art; it was really disconcerting for me because I'm not so used to doing that in Australia. I really didn't know anything about art. So I just remember drawing on the whiteboard all the perspective and stuff. 
<laughs> like a Blanco road going to the horizon. I just drew that on the board and everyone copied it down. My only teaching experience. <laughs> Are you expected to do chores at home? Yeah. I do. When we, every morning, Dad comes and goes, oh, you make sure you'll eat his, make sure you'll do a bit of house help before you go. Home help, I think he calls it. And it's kind of like a, because uh, I mean, there's four, there's four kids. I mean, everything gets a bit chaotic. And if the place is just getting worse and worse and worse and worse, we'll have a mum does something called an hour of power, which is where she gets everyone to just assigns everybody room and they just have to clean it for an hour. Which is kind of effective. Yeah, it would be. Well, it's effective to be all working at the same time. Yeah, because then no one gets to complain. Whereas if like the morning, sometimes Georgia just leaves. Like she'll do, like she'll load two things into the dishwasher, say she's done it, and then leave. And then I have to do the rest of it as well as doing the bins. Whereas if you're doing it at the same time as none of that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and just working together is a better. Yeah, I think I think it's weirdly it puts everyone in a good mood. You think it, like everyone's like, oh no, we don't want to do the hour of power. But then once we start doing it, it's kind of, I don't know, everyone kind of gets into it. And do you go to the beach very often? Yeah, all the time. I mean, as often as I as often as I can. I mean, it's just kind of my go-to if I've got nothing to do. Like you know, like I go to the beach. I mean, there's there's always still a, a seventy percent chance I'll see somebody I know down there, or I'll go with my sister or my brother or something. I got my youngest brother called Barney, who's just turned nine the other day, uh, and two sisters. And you're all at home? Yep, I'm the oldest. I'm mm -hmm. still here. Well, Jasmine's hardly ever home. She's always training. Or she's a elite trampolinist, mm -hmm. so she's out of the house a lot with training and stuff. Sarah's neighbour up, up further up in Scott Street, and he's fifty now, but he grew up sort of in that house. And he talked about a lot of things that he did as a teenager were all sort of focused around where girls were going. You know, they'd go, <laughs> they'd go to the netball courts. Oh, the netball courts. Oh, yeah. There was a bit, there's a bit of that going on. I mean, mainly when I was kind of 14. Yeah. I'm a bit past that stage now. I've other things going on, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. It was funny, though, every time he, two things he mentioned, he'd say, oh, because the girls were there. Because the girls were there. I mean, look, that's a lot of the reason people, I mean, a lot of the reason I go to the beach. I could go with my cousin, because my cousin on Louisa Street. So, I mean, I remember when we were 16, 15, we used to just go down the beach just and just just for the girls, you know. We'd go down there and sit there in the beach all day with our tops off. <laughs> Looking suntanned. Exactly, that's what we do. Come back from, from Rot Come back from Rottnest and just come back and just lie on the beach. <laughs> just wait for them to roll in. I never did, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny that. Maybe we should rethink our strategies. Are you aware of a feeling of community here? Oh, definitely. Especially because, I mean, I've got friends because people come from all over to go to Drunkard and I've got a friend, my really close friend, or my best friend from school lives up in Greenwood. There's no feeling of community at all. Like, I asked Nelson about his neighbours. He goes, oh, I don't really know them. And I feel like that's just, and it, to me, that was a really alien concept, like not knowing who lives next to you. And it's kind of, I don't know, it was a, bit, it was a weird feeling. I, like, when you walk around the neighbourhood, there's no one around. And, like, people don't say hi to you. You're kind of and what instruments do you play? Uh, well, my main instrument is guitar. So I play electric guitar in band. I did tonight, actually. And um, I play acoustic guitar and electric guitar just as a solo, just doing songwriting stuff. I do a bit of piano, too, and I sing, obviously. Yeah, so we're bass learning. We play kind of jazz slash funk fusion stuff. Bit of originals, a few covers, a bit of classics like Bill Withers, Edda James, 
do some more contemporary stuff like Amy Winehouse as well as writing originals. So yeah, good stuff really. I mean, I'm really interested in the whole jazz side of things. That's kind of the first kind of thing I learned on guitar because I learned, um, well, I learned acoustic guitar and under a guy called Mitch Becker, who's now in Tasmania. Um, and I don't know, he first taught me, because he's a blues guy, he first taught me blues, and then from there, kind of, so far, I kind of, I still really like blues and everything, but I'm kind of, I kind of, jazz is more, I find it more interesting, because it's more versatile, you know? Pretty good. Do you get a lot of gigs? Uh, I get more with the band than I do solo, because I think people enjoy a band more, because it's more to, I don't know, there's more to dance to, there's more to watch. Like, solo artists are more for listening, less for watching, I think. So I get more with the band. But yeah, I got to use, I mean, I had one on Friday down at uh, Leaderville at the Youth Centre, and there'll be another one next Friday down there, which is cool. I'll be playing with the band and solo. How do you get them gigs? No, it's mostly through connections and social media and word of mouth and stuff. So, like, with the band, because we get, often do, do fairly large audiences, sometimes we'll get people contacting us from those. Like, we did a festival, we did it, we played at Junior Lock Festival. Uh, a few weeks, uh, a couple of months back, and we got four or five gigs out of that. I heard that you played at the fundraiser gig after the artist house boom had the fire. Yeah, we did that because, uh, I mean, obviously it was a terrible thing to happen, and we needed to raise some money for that. But also because Leo lost his drum kit, and he's our drummer in the band, sorry. So, and he he's the son of Ali, who's who's our studio caught fire, and he had his drum kit just below it in the in the basement thing. And so that all the heat damaged that too much, and so we needed to replace that. So we decided to have a fundraiser gig, which actually did really well. I we made enough to replace the drum kit and got a hundred each or something, which is awesome. <laughs> and the band, when do you practice? Uh, we don't get to practice as often as we like, which means that we get. We, I mean, our set is still. I mean, we could still only kind of do an hour and a half maximum, which is which is fine. I mean, most play, most places only want you for an hour. But it's kind of like we practice, we have to practice on weekends because one of I mean we because everyone has different after schools and stuff like Doug and Fred and Leo they go, they all go to my school and Doug and Fred are doing um, ATAR music which is the really intense that's the the waste music if you take it as a subject the school so they do that which means it involves I think three after school days per week and they're all at different times to my art after school days, which means that like overall we don't actually have any time during the week to practice. So it has to be on weekends. And then, then we have to fit it around, I don't know, people, I've got a, a, a job in a shop in Freo, and Ellen's got a job in a cafe, and then Doug's got a job in another cafe, and then we have to fit them around all of that, as well as fitting it around. I do foot, play football. That's fitting it, around, fitting it around that, and you know, hanging out with your family at some point. So it's kind of like, it's a bit, a bit of a mission. But we probably get to practice once every two or three weeks. I mean, we, we, we've been playing together for so long. I mean, that's kind of all we really need to maintain it. It's just if we're trying to learn new stuff, that's when it becomes an issue. Or write stuff. That becomes an issue because everyone forgets it between practices. So do you play rugby or Aussie rules? Uh, I do. Um, at the moment, I play Aussie rules, but... I mean, it's a bit hard to fit. I can't, I can't play, I can't play every match because of the exam scheduling stuff. I can't make every training, which is kind of annoying because ideally I'd like to be fully committed to the game, but I can't because of school. I mean, which is fine. I mean, there's, they get a lot of that. I mean, the year 12 is like the smallest year for junior football. 
I used to play rugby, so I played rugby for years when I was really little, kind of seven, seven through to ten. And then I stopped for a couple of years, and then I played again when I was kind of thirteen for a year. And then I then I got into the football for a couple of seasons. How did you get into rugby? Through my cousins. My cousins. So my cousins, uh, my uncle's South African, and he's he's always been the rugby head. And then um, so from when I was pretty much when my cousin was pretty much born, Sam, uh, he was down in the rugby club, and then I got into it through that. I mean, I was always a kid that stood at the back of the game and didn't do anything. I remember the one time I scored a try, it was an own try. I ran around, I ran backwards and put it behind my own try line. <laughs> my only memory of early rugby. And dad yelling at me from the sidelines <laughs> to move. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a good game. I feel like it's not necessarily the game for me, though, you know. Like, I prefer the AFL. It's more, more running involved. I mean, the rugby is very much about staying and staying in formation and stuff, whereas the AFL is more kind of free-for-all, which I kind of like. How often do you do the tennis coaching? Uh, right now, I'm not doing it at all because mm. of exams. and It's just taking too much time. But um, during the term, during last term, I was doing, I mean, at the most, at the most I was doing, I was doing it Mondays, afternoons to evenings, then Wednesday mornings, and then Wednesday afternoons to evenings, which is six or seven hours a week. Is it popular? A lot of kids want to learn tennis? Yeah, I mean, I get a load of, I mean, I think, just about everyone I know has done tennis at some point. You know, like, and a whole pile of them have done it, Fred. It's one of those things that loads of little kids do at least once in their life, you know? Like, even if they only do it for a term. Like, yeah. pretty much everyone's got a memory of doing tennis lessons at some point. Go surfing a lot. <laughs> Where so, do you go to do that? Um, well, during, during the term time, obviously, I mean, I can't drive, which means I have to get Dad to drive me up to cycle both of which restrict my radius. So it's normally up at um, south of Cottesloe. Okay, yeah. So Leighton, Cottesloe, Soundtracks, Port Beach, and the Cove and Seconds and stuff. <clears throat> that's kind of my that's kind of my range on weekends and before school and stuff. And then during the holidays and stuff, I can go down south, Mother River, Denmark, Grimmel Bay. Even to Secret Harbour sometimes, so that far. But so would you go with your friends just camping? 100%. I love camping. Mm. Camping's my thing. Camping's the best. Um, and do you have plans for leavers? Is that still a big thing? Well, it's, it's a big thing. I mean, I'm not, I probably won't go, to be honest. I just can't, I can't see the point. It's really expensive too. You know, I have to work for a month to save up the money to go, you know, and it's like, really? Three days? Where I could go down, you know, I could get a car and, you know, pay a round WA trip with the money from that. Yeah. So it's kind of, I probably won't go. Yeah. I'll only go if, you know, like someone can get me there. If it to cost me $100 or something, you know, I'll be like, oh, may as well. But, you know, right now it's going to cost me 850 or something wow. insane. Yeah, like really, really expensive. That's the thing I love about Freo is the fact that I can just, I can get to all the places I need to go. I ride the bike places somewhere slightly out of reach of bike. I just catch the bus there, the transport kind of pretty comprehensive. And so it was kind of like <laughs> I didn't really have a need to, to drive, which made it kind of harder to actually get going with it. Turning 17, everybody was desperate to get their license. Yeah. Pretty well straight away, and it's something that's changed a lot. I mean, I think everyone is still wants to, in theory. It's just mm. I something's changed in the in the need to, 
Whereas, because I, th- I think people's social lives don't depend so much on it now. Like, I remember my mum was saying how she used to, she grew up in a, in a little town, a tiny village in Oxfordshire. And to get to any kind of social events, which would be in a nearby town, she had to drive. And she just, I mean, so before, until she was 16, 17, she just couldn't get many places. And if she did, her mum would have to take her, you know. And it would just be a bit of a, the whole thing would just kind of lose some of that, I don't know, teenageriness. <laughs> because yes, getting dropped yes, off by yes. your mum. And you've get... got to explain yeah. everything that you're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. Because <laughs> she's got to come pick you up again afterwards, you know. They get pretty busy. Life. Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know, like I get bored if I don't do stuff, though. Like I can spend a day just moping around, not doing anything, and then, but an absolute day, like a day is my absolute maximum. Because by the next day, literally, I need to find something to do. Like, even if it's just, you know, starting a new song or going surfing or something, like it's just, I need to find, I do need to find something to do. I don't know, it's just the way it's always been. Like, I've always done stuff, so it feels weird not to do stuff. Slept in 
from me as I trundle out the days. Take the time, take it from me. Wait for me to outgrow this cage. Wait for me to outgrow this game.